You're listening to The Cues Podcast, episode 146. Welcome to The Cues Podcast, where leaders and experts discuss the top topics in credit unions today. I'm Lisa Hograff, Senior Editor at Cues, and your host for this episode. In this show, we explore skills taxonomies, what they are, and why your credit union needs one as part of its overall talent strategy. Our guest is Cues' own VP of Consulting, Leslie Sears, who heads up our Cues Consulting offerings. As I say in the show, when I think of the term taxonomy, I think of high school biology and learning about kingdom, phylum, and so on. Leslie says skills taxonomies are very similar. They're systems for classifying and then thinking about all the skills that everyone at your credit union has. It turns out that making the mindset shift from focusing on roles to focusing on skills opens up a lot of opportunity for people's strategy, as Leslie explains in more detail in the show. For example, if you were to stop thinking about member service representatives and marketing specialists and instead think John excels at member service and accuracy and Savannah is fantastic at creative brainstorming and using desktop publishing tools, you can start to see what complementary skills each person would benefit from learning. You might also start to know when you might want to invite particular people to be part of cross-functional teams because of the skills, not title, they would bring to the table. And importantly, with a skills focus, you can more effectively formulate an organizational vision about what skills your credit union's team doesn't have yet at all and needs to acquire to propel your organization forward toward a more successful future. After all, like the title of the Marshall Goldsmith book says, what got you here won't get you there. Leslie talks in the show and with her Q's consulting clients about the far-reaching benefits that can come from a skills orientation when doing people planning. Her expertise is cutting-edge stuff from the world of talent development that could help credit unions become ever more agile when competing against far larger institutions. And of course, get better at serving the changing needs of their members. I'll be really interested in your key takeaways from this conversation. So let's get started. Welcome to the show, Leslie. Thanks, Lisa. It's nice to chit-chat with you today. I'm excited about our conversation. It's been really fun getting to know you better. I've enjoyed writing your blog, and now we're doing a podcast, and pretty soon there will be a video. So our listeners are going to have a lot of choices after they listen to the show about additional content they might want to check out. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, I think you and I make a good team, so this is fun. Yeah, and you're really all about team building, and I, I think it's going to be fun over time to have you many times on the Q's podcast to talk about Q's consulting and talent development, which are very much your areas of expertise. But before we get into that, I wondered, would you have a quote or a mantra that you use to guide your professional life that you could share with our listeners so they can get to know you just a little bit more? That's an awesome question. Let me think. Yeah. You know, I had a mentor years ago that was really kind of one of my process consulting mentors because, you know, you have different windows of mm -hmm. people that you trust and, and listen to advice from. And uh, the thing that she told me is appreciate that you don't know, ask questions strategically and listen to the answers intently. So really getting into that, especially from consulting, you don't know what you're going to walk into. So make sure you're asking the questions that are going to get to the bottom of the answers 
and then listen and listen between the words, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I once, uh, as a journalist, I once heard a great story about a reporter that was disappointed because there was a really specific detail in the story that she had covered that a competing paper had printed, but she hadn't gotten. And when she went back to the police person who was on the scene where she was reporting, she said, why didn't you tell me that? And he said, you didn't ask. (laughs) So (laughs) it's really important to ask a lot of questions too sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and again, I I like listening in the quiet part Mm -hmm. because often even the questions that you ask, there's answers that aren't directly answered, but they are kind of if you listen well. So then you know other questions to ask, right? Definitely. One question leads to another. And that's sure. about what's that's just what's going to happen here. All right, so let's do it. Question for you to sort of get started more talking about talent development. So, Leslie, when we were talking recently, you mentioned that an important foundation of a successful credit union talent development program is a skills taxonomy. Yeah. But when right. I think of the word taxonomy, I don't think of talent development. I think of what I learned in biology class in high school, a system for classifying plants and animals like kingdom, phylum. How would you define taxonomy in the context of talent development? So that's a great word, isn't it? I love, Mm -hmm. I love that they attach it to skills. It it really is similar, right? It's just a different way of looking at the skills within your credit union. So much like, you know, within biology, you classify different taxonomies, you do with skills as well. And it's an up and coming learning and development philosophy And it really has caused a lot of excitement within that industry just because it's such a great way of being more agile as a credit union, of not being weighed down by some of those heavy job descriptions that nobody ever follows. And really, you can't, it's difficult to pull the data from. So it's a great way of looking at your credit union, specifically your credit union, and deciding what does success teeter on? Like within our credit union, what does it, what, what does success skills look like? And then once you identify those, beginning to classify them and putting them into kind of a quantifiable perspective and skills are capabilities, right? What does your credit union need to do really well to be successful in whatever your objective is? So it's, And I say this to you all the time, it's really taking that people strategy that we all have, right? Within all credit unions, they should have a people strategy and aligning that with the overall objectives of the credit union. What are we trying to do? What is our our strategy, our goals, our objectives for the next year or three years or five years? And it's attaching those success skills to that alignment. So the classifying part, excuse me, the Uh classifying part, are you like looking at all the skills you have in the credit union and saying, okay, these are leadership skills and these are managerial skills and these are individual contributor skills, or is it more like connecting what you said, the business objectives of the credit union to the skills you have? So these skills are the skills we need to help us with our technology savviness. And these are the skills we need to make sure our board is delivering vision. Yep. Yeah. It depends on how you 
want to address it initially? Like what, what does the launching plan look like? Because you can look at them, you can look at your skills by department. You can look at your skills by position. You can look at your skills overarching within the credit union total. And that's kind of what you just described. You could break them into technical. You can also break them into leadership, management, and individual contributors because the research behind the skills that really attach themselves to those three levels within an organization have been researched and found to be very sound over the last 50 years. So that's often what we do. We'll end up, if somebody wants to do credit union-wide skills taxonomies, we'll break them into leadership, management, and individual contributors. And then once you do that, you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. As you get more data, as you answer more questions, it makes it easier to go deeper into the organization, into the credit union. So kingdom, phylum, and I don't remember what comes next. Maybe it's class, but you start getting lower. So if I translate that into what I'm thinking this all means for talent development, then we have like a skill of delegation. And maybe below that, we have like specialty skill for delegation for lending or specialty skill for delegation for running a branch. Is that kind of what we're talking about? Yeah. And think of them kind of as the, within the job description. So the way Mm -hmm. that somebody would have a job description in every one of those positions, you can move from the job description into a skills-based answer. So rather than a branch manager, you're really taking the, you know, the bullet points, like every job description has those bullet points. And you're breaking those bullet points into skills versus tasks. Mm -hmm. So it's just a different way of looking at the big picture. It kind of sounds to me like if you have a skills taxonomy and you're thinking in the context of skills, you might be pulling people from different parts of the organization who have skills you need onto a team that previously might have overlooked. Oh, well, they're a teller. They're not going to be able to help with this IT project, but it turns out they actually have this really great skill for logistical planning. And so we actually really want them on this team because they could really lend a hand. That's exactly right. And that's one of the strengths of the skills taxonomy or the skills approach is you understand your workforce at a totally different level than you would if you are focused on more of a job description or a job title. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the opportunity for projects and participants on those projects opens up in a huge way. So you're looking at the person, the individual person's set of skills. So along with the organizational skills, you're also shifting the individual people into a into more of a deeper understanding of their total skill set. Because you don't necessarily know what positions they've come from, right? Mm-hmm. And I love the commercial with where the woman wears all the hats. And I kind of think about that when I'm thinking of skills taxonomies. She has on a firefighter's hat and a coach's hat. And a, I mean, all of these different things that she has done in the past, the skills taxonomy really begins to identify that for the organization wide. So people really understand who their workforce is and what they're bringing to the table on any given day. And for someone like me, who's an individual contributor, it seems like that might help people take stock in what they're really good at. Like, oh, 
well, I'm getting called in occasionally for these other things because I have this particular ability that's useful to the organization. Do you see that? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the projects or gigs. A big thing is is what they refer to as gigs. Um, So it's not necessarily a full project, but it's a just something within a position. Let's say a project light, right? So it's a gig. There are very specific IT platforms that can really help in managing this. Because when you start talking skills approach, often people's top of their heads blow off because it's like, how in the world are we going to manage this? There are fantastic IT options on managing this well. And they look at your skills, right? Are the skills that your credit union needs to be successful? And they pull in the people skills. So each person, you know exactly what their skills are, also gives you the opportunity as you're filling new positions, right? Which is another huge strength of skills taxonomies. If I'm filling a teller role, I now have identified what skills that takes and I can go out and recruit and interview for specifically those skills. So I'm not necessarily recruiting or interviewing for a position, but I'm really interviewing for the skills and take it to the next step, not only just the skills for that teller, but I'm looking at what do, what does my credit union need? Are there Mm -hmm. other skills? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are there other skills that my credit union is really lacking? Because now we've identified what we know we need, what we have, and this is kind of where the gaps are. You can fill those gaps a couple of ways. You can either develop to the gaps, which is a fantastic option, or you can hire to the gaps. So you don't necessarily just hire for a teller. You hire for someone with some with the teller skills, but then also if there's someone that has the additional skills that you're filling for your credit union, um, you can include those as well. So it's really an agile way of staying cutting edge within your credit union and really being robust in how you look for your replacement people. It sounds like such a powerful tool. And I have to think that maybe there's a listener that's out there saying, that sounds great. How do I get one of those for my credit union? How do they get one of those for their credit union, Leslie? So we have several tools that we utilize because one thing with the skills approach is it sounds very daunting, right? It's like, where do I start? We have tools that we can actually help you fairly easily identify what those success skills look like and what they are. And you're not making them up, right? Because that can be a tendency. There are research skills that really repeat themselves again and again and again that we know are frequently utilized. We can help you in identifying what your particular skills are within your skills taxonomy. And again, credit union wide department, person, individual position, we can really break it down a ton of different ways that way. That's wonderful to know that there's sort of a research-based framework to use. So that's the kind of thing that you don't have to make it up from scratch and there's a process to follow. Yeah, that would be super daunting if you had to like really sit down with a pad and paper and start start filling them in. Um, (laughs) That would be really hard. So no, we bring tools to the table that you we can make it much easier to begin to implement that. And then also help with some of those job descriptions, giving just some guidance and what do you look for and how do you break those down? What does that look like? So yeah, how we to, can bring a lot of help to that table for sure. Yeah. So how to give the job descriptions more of a skills approach. Yeah. Is that yep. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, like I said, subsequently begin to interview. 
once we break those pieces down for you, then you can begin to interview. We can help with that as well. Some of the interview questions, what are you looking for? Follow-up questions, um, those types of things. We can help with that as well. Very cool. We once had a former jockey apply to write for the magazine. Nice. He said he was great because he had learned to type. And I was like, well, that is a good skill, but we might need a few more. <laughs> That's awesome. So Leslie, how is having a skills taxonomy, a different approach to talent strategy and workforce planning than what's been used in the past? Yeah, well, I think historically within kind of the HR world, they tended to view employees, well, you said it, more narrowly, right? They're a teller, period. Like they didn't go any deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept them within the boundaries of that position that they were in. And they had, you know, they hired to it, they managed to it, they everything they did internally as far as talent development was aimed at that. So unfortunately, that is clunky. I like to say it's clunky and it's really kind of a slow method within an organization. When we, when our organ, our credit unions need to be much more, I, and I use the word agile a ton, because really being on the tips of our toes when we're being able to move and change and shift and, and adjust and make the most of our workforce, that old way of the job description organized in a employee file with no real way of, of accessing that person's skills. It just gives you, there's no data access. You can't really know what skills that person, or not even skills, like what experiences do they have? If you're not even thinking skills, it's just a paper heavy, hard way of managing the broad workforce, right? It's not very friendly to understand who your people are. And the thing that is real with skills taxonomies and just the skills approach is it prevents some of that unconscious bias, right? Because mm-hmm. DEI is a huge, a huge thing right now and really finding unique and strategic and forward thinking ways of addressing it. This is a fantastic way because it eliminates some of that unconscious bias that when you're looking at skills and not the particular person. And their experience, what yeah. they've experienced so far, been able to do so far, right. but what can they do? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It eliminates some of that potential. Unconscious bias is hard because it's unconscious, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even know you're doing it where this helps to eliminate some of that, even from the equation. That's another great reason to, to consider shifting your thinking about talent development from role and position, maybe to yeah. skills. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and again, like we said before, you don't have the level of detail about the person, right? The people that you are bringing into the workforce, unless you know all of their skills, right? No matter just where they're, they're within your credit union, but everything that they've done, everything they're bringing to the table, unless you know that you're leaving things on the table, you're leaving things that they're never going to be asked to do or never going to even, you're never going to know they can do them mm-hmm. because you didn't ask the question. Yeah. So when we talk about people bringing their whole selves to work, yeah, this is it. But we've ignored 30% of the things they could possibly do. Or 60%. We're losing out, right? 60%. Right. It goes that high, you think? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because wow. you think about people that are in their career for really any amount of time. And when they get hired, just how, how slim often the skills that they need to use for that job description 
mm-hmm. compared to their entire self, how slim that is. And this just opens the door. It just opens the door for that. So imagine how excited employees are, mm-hmm. right? When they can bring all their best self to their workforce, their team, their credit union. So yeah, it's exciting. It's an exciting way to look at everything. And then I wonder if the CFO gets excited too, because it sounds to me like this has the potential to make talent management more effective. You were saying like reams of paper and not very efficient about (laughs) previous approaches, right? So does this have the potential to streamline and make more cost effective our people efforts? Absolutely. Well, imagine the focus that you can have. So you, the CEO, the CFO, the everybody within the credit union understands what the objectives are. You know the mission, you know the vision, you know the objectives. And anything that the people strategy can do to make that work better or make that work, make your resources go further, Mm -hmm. um, you've got a team of people that want to move toward that objective. And I think often their hands are tied because they're in the position that they're in where they're not necessarily always doing all that they could do. So when you begin to open up that data floodgate, Mm -hmm. when you first understand, you begin to understand what you as a credit union need with your skills. Because I think often because skills have been so underused, credit unions, organizations don't know. They don't know. They've never looked at it that way before. They know what positions they need. They don't really know the skills. People have skills. People don't have positions, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So when they begin to unfold what those skills look like for the success of the organization, and then they go to the people and begin to identify what skills they have within the workforce as a whole, that's an exciting way of beginning to really drive toward that objective in a more focused way. Imagine how much easier and better it is to develop people to skills you know you need and skills you know they have, but maybe they need them at a different level. Maybe they're intermediate and they need to be excellent, or maybe they're beginner and they need to be excellent. So you can develop to skills that have been identified both within the organization and within the people. Resources go so much further. And I know you can help credit unions to figure out what skills they need, right? So there's a variety of processes that work together here to build what you do, right? I'm understanding that you talk to everyone in the credit union to find out what skills are needed and what are the success skills in that culture. And then you're finding out from the team members, what skills do you have? Not just the ones for your current role, but just in general. And then you kind of weave those together to try to have a vision for where we're going and what we need to learn. Right, and identify the gaps. Right. Ultimately, the goal is to identify the gaps. You understand Mm -hmm. what you need. You understand what you have. What weaknesses do we have? What gaps do we have? And we can create a plan that develops to those weaknesses. So, yeah. So you can just utilize your workforce and their abilities in such a more streamlined, efficient, powerful way. I was to say, and even more full, right? Even more for, for what you're doing. This is wonderful. And I'm so glad you're going to be on the show again, because honestly, I love this topic and I could talk to you about it all afternoon. But since I know you need to do other things and maybe even work with some credit union clients this afternoon, (laughs) 
I want to close up. Yeah, right. I want to close up by just asking you, what is something that I didn't ask you today about skills taxonomies that you'd like to share with our listeners? So within really people strategy in general, I think the thing that I see overlooked more often than not, honestly, is including the people in this process. Mm. Often management or leadership gets together and they start determining what the skills are without really including anybody that has the skills. So I would say make sure that throughout the entirety of the skills-based approach lead in, right, or launch that you're incorporating your people. Your people hold the power, right? They hold the skills. So incorporate them into discussions, get them excited, get their buy-in, help them see what the power for them along the way, because the change to a skills-based approach, the success of the change will come through them. Ultimately, they'll come through them. So include your people. Anything you do within talent development, make sure you include the people at the beginning. I love it, Leslie. Credit unions are all about people. And so having a really great talent strategy that appreciates people for who they are and what they can do just sounds like a perfect match. Agreed. 100% I agree. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Leslie. Thanks, Lisa. We'll talk soon, I'm sure. Sounds wonderful. I would like to thank you, our listeners, for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen to today's episode of The Q's Podcast. And many thanks to Leslie for sharing her expertise and insights. Learn more about Q's Consulting, which Leslie champions, at q's.org slash Consulting. Find a full transcript of this episode at cumanagement.com slash podcast 146. You can also find more great credit union specific content at cumanagement.com. Thanks again for listening today. Cues is an international credit union association that champions and delivers effective talent development solutions for executives, staff, and boards to drive organizational success.